at SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. Thank you so much for staying with us. Now, one of the things, uh, I think last week, if you were listening last week, we had two prominent guests. One was the Deputy Minister of Social Development and another one was a spokesperson of the police. And it was so interesting to me that both of them uh, had two accounts of what the regulation was around co-parenting and the movement of children. And then I'll tell you what the one said. The deputy minister said they uh, they recognized three categories of people. They recognized the category of people where they are formally divorced and then they are obviously court papers to give people access to children at a certain time. They recognize that. So basically all you need to do when you travel and you pick up children and you're moving with these children, you should just produce that document fine. She also said they recognize people who have the, a gentleman's agreement, right? It may not necessarily have gone to court yet, but there is an agreement between the people. And so all you need to do at that point is to then present paperwork that you would ordinarily have presented when if you were flying out of the country with the children. In other words, those uh, birth certificates and um, it would be called uh, a, a, a statement from the police that does allow you and whoever the parent, the other parent is to leave with the children. That's all you needed, she said. Okay, that was the one thing. And then she spoke about another category where obviously you may just be a guardian, not necessarily a parent, and you just produce that paper and that's sorted. However, the police spokesperson then said, absolutely not, unless you have a court order, none of the above will be recognized. And I thought to myself, oh my word, then a lot of us are confused because it came from two authorities and they were saying two different things. It was a concern to me. And because I am a layperson, I don't understand it any better. I thought, let's get people who probably understand it better. So we've got um, people who understand this family law thing, thing, I think, better, or at least the regulations currently a little bit better. So attorney Beverly Clark is a um, chairperson of the Gauteng Family Forum, joins us on the line to just help us navigate all this information that we're getting through and all the changes. Good afternoon and thank you so much for joining us. Hello, Pamela. So, so far, we know that there is now um, the restriction has been lifted on on movement of children between parents. We know that. What we're not sure of is what's required for you to move the children from one person to another. Okay, so it's been incrementally lifted over the past few weeks, and the latest uh, uh, regulation was on Thursday, so this last week, Thursday. And I'm not sure when your... Um, your deputy ministers were on the line with you. Shame. So the deputy minister definitely was not on Thursday. The deputy minister was talking to us around Tuesday. And then, okay. yeah. Okay. All right. So the new regulations that came out on Thursday now supersede the previous, um, the previous directives that had been given by the Department of Social Development. Mm-hmm. Because these ones come from Minister Dlamini Zuma, yes. uh, these, are now, these are now the law. Okay. So what they say is there are three categories of people who are entitled to move their children. Mm. The one is people who have a court order. So mm. that is people who are divorced, for instance, and they have a settlement agreement that was made in order of court. That's quite clear. The second is um, people who have a parenting plan or a parental responsibilities and rights agreement, which has been registered with the family advocate. Oh, so it has yes. to be registered. Well, Yes, it does in terms of that category. However, yes. Yes. they then have 
a very broad category, which simply says anybody who has a certified copy of the birth certificate yes. or the birth certificate itself um, and has arrangements. So as long as there are arrangements between parents, I think it's what you referred to just now as the gentleman's agreement, mm. um, as long as they can show that there are arrangements between parents and they have a birth certificate to show that they are legitimate and obviously their own ID to show that they are the, the parent of the child, then they can move the, the children between, between parents. However, mm-hmm. there has to be obviously the, um, the, the, the receiving parent mm-hmm. has to be able to say, I definitely haven't come in contact with anybody um, with COVID or anybody who's reasonably suspected to have come into contact with somebody. Okay. So, so where, where would that paper come from? Where would that validation and that proof come from? It doesn't. It, that, that's the problem. All you have to do is say so. Okay. Yeah, no, you know, so, so you have okay. to say, no, I definitely haven't. And, okay. you know, I, I mean, if, for instance, you knew yes, that yes. the other parent had just come out of yeah. St. Augustine's yes, or, yes, or yes. Morningside, Morningside yeah. Said, oh, problem, you know, yeah, yeah. let's get a, a letter from the doctor. Mm. Um, then there's a, a problematic section at the end of that of that section I've just spoken about which says all forms must be completed in full including full names identification contact details as required in the form and a failure to do so will result in the form being invalid but they have forgotten to add a form I was just going to say which form is that (laughs) yeah so that is now the next big hurdle is that they literally appear to have forgotten that form What we have managed to find out so far is that you should not need a form. Yes. Okay. Um, All you need is one of those those other things. But then the question is, well, how will the police who stopped me know Mm. that I have arrangements with the other parents? Yes. So then we are advising people to, um, if at all possible, Get uh, go to the police station and just write a little affidavit between you know between yourselves. You write an agreement between the parents. I agree that um, the father of my my children can have the children from Monday the twentieth until Friday the twenty fourth, and will be collecting them from me at this address and returning them at this time and date. No, in fact, then, from me who knows that I haven't been in contact with somebody exactly. with COVID. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and then. Uh, and then take that to the police station yes. and uh, and say, look, in terms of the regulations, can you please just stamp this for me? But many people are finding that um, mm. police stations are yes. turning them away. I was going to so say that, yeah. Every now and again, you'll get a helpful person, but I don't know. So people are going to have to just put on their sweetest faces and say, look, in terms of the regulations, it seems that um, I need uh, a stamp or a permit from you. I think that, that where the problem lies, and let me just open the lines here, 0891-104-207, because I think really this grey area is bothering a lot of people. Yeah. Where the problem lies is not so much that somebody wants to you know, do the wrong thing. You are exactly. a citizen that actually wants to comply and so on. But people are finding that when they get, because of the regular updates on these regulations, mm. and and the police spokesperson also said it to say, you know, 
the police themselves are a little bit afraid to give you a form because, you know, it's on them and all of that stuff. It just seems to me like they are not well equipped or, you know, as regularly updated on the regulations as they should, allowing them then to give us the pieces of paper, the affidavits and so on. So they are themselves quite hesitant to help us with these affidavits. No, you're absolutely correct. And the fact is that if somebody... Uh, if somebody follows these regulations, which the regulations simply say you need an arrangement in place and you have to have the birth certificate with you. That is a very broad thing. That means I've spoken to the other party. This is our arrangement. I'm on my way in my car. However, what if you bump into a police station, I mean, a police person who is in a bad mood yep. or who is you know, particularly officious? You don't want to be debating the law with them on the side of the road with your children in the car. Yeah. And, and I mean, I don't know what the, what the answer is to that because the fact is if you had the cop, a copy of the regulations with you, you would say to them, look, I'm perfectly, um, I'm acting within my rights in terms of the regulations. But, mm. you know, they may not agree with you. As, yeah. you, as you said, even your, your policeman on the radio last week. Yeah, it may, it may feel a bit like you're antagonizing them. So the thing I suppose to do for now is both parents present yourself together, perhaps maybe at the police station with birth certificates and yes. a joint statement. Yes. That's probably the thing to do. That is the ideal. That is the ideal scenario. And really, these regulations do only um, apply to people to parents who are in agreement with each other. Yes. If parents are not in agreement, then then There's the, a problem, the, yeah. the one one is going to have to apply to court for an order. The other thing is the other two questions that I've had frequently are: What if the parents live in two different provinces mm-hmm. and the children are supposed to move from Durban to Joburg, for instance? Mm. That is still prohibited. Yes, I know. You cannot move children cross provincially unless you have a court order. And the other question is that in terms of these new regulations, it talks about parents or a caregiver. Yeah. Now, a caregiver, um, in terms of the Children's Act, could theoretically be a um, domestic, mm-hmm. uh, a domestic worker or mm. a granny. Mm. You know, those are so a, a caregiver is obviously the head of a, a child's institution, like a, a or a foster parent, but yeah. it also is um, a person who cares for a child with the implied or expressed consent of a parent or guardian. Yes. So so that is just a third party who should also be covered by these regulations. But because there is this sort of grey area and lack of clarity, um, I think that Oy. people should err on the side of caution. Mm. You know, otherwise you're going to find yourself um, having a very unpleasant debate. I may not have asked you all the questions. Let's open the lines 0891-104-207. In terms of the court order, because the police spokesperson had said to me, because my concern was, would this be regarded as urgent? Because I know that we've been told that at this moment, we're looking at urgent cases and COVID, uh, COVID-19 cases. Would this be regarded in that category? Would you be able to get a court order at this time? No. It's not unless you have special circumstances. Mm. So, for instance, the child is only one year old and is not used to being away from mom for so long, but, but happened to have been with dad on the date of lockdown, or, or vice versa. Or needs to breastfeed or whatever. And, and exactly. Then, then obviously you've got grounds for urgency. There's a psychologist's report to say, look, there are severe repercussions here, psychological repercussions. 
Or, for instance, the parent, say the mom has the child, but she gets ill mm-hmm. um, or, or needs an operation or whatever the case may be. So it's going to be case specific and you are going to have special circumstances, have to have special circumstances in order to persuade a court. So simply saying, well, look, I haven't seen my child since the date of lockdown is not good enough. What they're saying is, well, then you must get onto FaceTime or a WhatsApp video call and speak to your child. And and you're saying that would have to be a court order that you have to attain. So if, ah. let's say, the one of the parents, let's say the mom is a nurse for argument's sake yes. and is an essential worker, generally the children are with them, but... It, and during the day, they would be at school on, you know, where if there wasn't yeah. a lockdown, we would have simple things. But there is now a lockdown. There is no school. So there really isn't a place to leave the child. And the father is at home and you would have to do that everyday thing. Would that be permissible? Absolutely. So the father is available. Mm. Uh, then all they would have to do is follow these regulations and have a an agreement between the two of them doesn't have to be registered. Okay. Just a, as you said, you know, go to the police and try and make a joint statement to say, mom's an essential worker, not there, dad is available. We mm. don't have a court order, yeah. but we agree in terms of the regulations that he can look after the child. Okay, let's take the calls. Jack is calling from Pretoria. Good afternoon, Jack. Good afternoon. I just find that sometimes even us as talk show hosts, we need to keep up to date with the rules, because the government said the rules are going to change from time to time. So sometimes you come on air and say, no, this minister said that, this person said that, before checking your own facts. It doesn't help the public at all. And you know, Jack, that, let, me, yeah. let me tell you, Jack, I actually did check, and they were on opposite sides of the rules. Hence, we got a professional. That's why we got a professional, because both yeah. of them disagreed. Um, yeah, but what the, what the professional is saying to you now is that, remember the rules, you spoke to the people on Tuesday, already today is a few days thereafter. No, but the police I, minister, the police spokesperson we spoke to on Friday. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, that generally, I find that that is the case. We might not agree that uh, we are very much anti-South African. I was even saying to your course now that maybe it's because we have gone through a party. Look at the issue you, you had earlier on with the how foreigners get treated in South Africa and, and wherever. Every time, like now we're under lockdown, we are trying our best Africans to keep in our own homes. There are four people now arrested at Portiad Lane. They are foreigners. They are outside there. Nobody is saying anything about that. There's an MK person who called to say when we, our own Africans, were, were in their own countries, there were still laws. So this thing is like we are really, as Africans, getting very, very tired because nobody is speaking for us. Every time there's a foreigner, the issue of xenophobia is always one-sided. Can we also appeal even to the same subject that they must talk to their own people to observe the lockdown in this country? Right down if you go to Zimbabwe, 20 years uh, imprisonment for disobeying the laws. But these four guys, what do they do in Portiad Land? They are trying to resist uh, arrest by our own police. That's how much they, they, they are very contemptuous of this country. So really, can we just spare a thought for our government? This thing is just from nowhere. Can we all cooperate? Check. And if, I, if I'm a... Check. I, I really do welcome criticism. Just, 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 just hear us for yeah. a second. Yeah. I have no problem with your criticism. And, and yes. that, that conversation around xenophobia is a different yes. conversation. I, I yeah. think it is very responsible for us to get somebody who is up to date with the information so people can know better. When we spoke to the spokesperson of the police, he himself said, and, and this is what is important about the, 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 the reason we're getting this person now today. He said, I'm not sure 
if if the spokesperson of the police and the spokesperson of the police is the guy that stops you and me at the road and he is the one that has got the kind of information that the police have on the road it doesn't help for you to say to me that I'm not up to date if the police that stops you is not themselves up to date and their spokesperson cannot answer our questions then what am I supposed to do my responsibility the responsibility yeah. is for us to get smarter people to come and clarify things because absolutely I don't know it all I mean unless if uh, um, I really don't know it all and and there is absolutely nothing wrong with getting clarity from people who are definitely smarter and I thought an attorney who is on top of this would know better uh, he's gone obviously Bayanda good afternoon thanks for calling Bayanda hi hi how are you go good and thanks for, for thanks for calling Bayanda go ahead Okay, thank you. Oh, your line is quite bad. I'm not sure if it's mine or yours, but let let me try if you can hear me. We can hear you um, loud I would and like clear. To Sorry? We can hear you loud and clear. I, I, I can barely make out what you're saying, but let me just pose the question if you can hear me properly. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, okay. Mayanda. Hello? Go ahead. We can hear you. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I just want to ask this question. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm an essential service employee. And uh, I'm, I'm married with kids. I've just uh, gotten an offer to, to now go work in a different province. Yeah. So I just wanted to find out now, uh, how safe is it for me to travel with my family? Or what do I have to do to travel with my family? Obviously, for me, I can get the necessary paperwork since I'm an essential service employee. But now the question is with regard to my family and traveling in the same car on the movement. That's where my question is. How, how safe for me? What is the safe way for me to do that? My understanding is that you wouldn't be allowed to. How many are, are you in the car and would it be a sedan? Sorry? Would it be a sedan car? Because my understanding is that you wouldn't be able to anyway take all your family members with you in the same car. That's not allowed. Oh my, oh my. I, I can barely make out what you <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, do, do, you, uh, do, you, uh, do you mind just maybe reiterating that? Maybe he can hear you, um, Beverly? Uh, yeah, you, you, he. Uh, as far as I know, he would not be able to take his family with him. Yeah. Only an essential service worker would be able to move. And in any event, as you say, you cannot have more than two people in a sedan vehicle. Yeah. All right. I mean, I don't know if you want to respond to the previous caller, uh, if there's anything there that you want to do. No, I mean, to. that's really not my area of expertise, the issue of, of, of xenophobia. or I No, no, no. I couldn't no. what, what he was saying, but um, the fact is that he... <laughs> no, no, no. I wanted to ask you about the bit about us, um, you know, not being up to date with the regulations. I I, I have no, absolutely no shame in not being up to date because <laughs> well, they're fact, changing so much and I really thought it's okay for us to get a, a legal person to do it. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm dealing with these questions all day, every day. And, um, you know, you are no more confused than, than I am or than anybody else is about the... There have been repeated drafting problems, unfortunately. And I suppose this is what happens in a disaster situation where they are drafting regulations uh, in a hurry. And so there have actually been um, ambiguities every time they've they've issued new regulations. So unfortunately I don't think lack of information or clarity is being anti-South African and and I think the issue here is not even about not getting the information the issue is and some of these regulations they are so broad yeah they're so gray 
that it still doesn't address other people's personal concerns. And that's where I'm coming from. If, if, if the issue, the regulation is, is extremely broad and it leaves gray areas for people, that's where we need expertise like yourselves for at least to, exp- to explain to us what these things mean or could mean. You're absolutely correct. And, you know, to the extent that the police spokesperson said on Friday that they would not recognize people uh, people's right to, to travel with their children if they just had an agreement with the other party that wasn't a court order, that police spokesperson was wrong. So, um, yeah, as you said, even the police are not up to date. So, and it's 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 nobody's fault. I just think it's it's just the way things are. We are moving at such a quick pace. Exactly. Uh, this has caught everybody by surprise. And in fact, I commend government for being so agile, you know, in, in hearing our concerns in hearing where the difficulties are and in trying to make sure that at least they can where they can be a bit more flexible. That is no criticism at all from my side. It's just I, I, that we I have to we yeah. have to keep up to date. Yeah. I agree with you, and I also think that it's a time where we must all help each other. And so, and that's why the media is so important. And for instance, getting people like myself about this particular issue, that is how we can all help each other. You know, there are many people in this country who don't sit and look at the government gazettes as they come out and read the new regulations. And they do, but they do listen to the radio or read other forms of media. And I think it's incredibly important that we all help each other to understand what the latest regulations say. Um, there isn't voice note. Let's just listen to the voice note. I think it's got a question for you, Beverly. Okay. All right, we obviously are struggling a little bit with that voice note. I'm so sorry that we couldn't do that because I think it is a question addressed uh, for you, Beverly. Um, and our just uh, technicalities, we've got problems. But thank you so much for making the time to talk to us, uh, Attorney Beverly Clark, who's a chairperson of the Gauteng Family Forum. Thanks for making the time. Beverly, uh, apparently, hang on, hang on, don't leave. Apparently, okay. we've got it now. Apparently, okay. we've got it. Maybe the other previous caller... Po- Hi, Pimelo. This is here from Kamalakia. Uh, maybe the other previous caller was overzealous in stressing the point, but we can't run away from the fact of specializing the foreigners, the foreign national in this country. We are all in lockdown. Our own people are struggling to receive food, and we can't treat them special uh, more than our citizens of this country. So let's try to be fair in terms of treating everyone equally and fairly and stressing that everyone including foreign national bus adhere to the lockdown rules uh, previously like uh, the previous day we were told that 13 uh, foreign national were uh, arrested breaking the lockdown rules by working so in in stressing their uh, their plight uh, over and above the south african citizen is really unfair that is what his second point was uh, but for his first point maybe it was overzealous thank you all right i beg your pardon Beverly. obviously that was not for you so, <laughs> so we, will, you. we will call on you again another time if there is anything else we are not clear on thank you so much for making the time Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. Uh, Beverly Clark is an attorney and chairperson of the Gauteng Family Forum.